Welcome to episode six of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. This podcast tackles local, first-class and international cricket from an Australian perspective with a focus on state cricket. My name is Ross. Let me introduce the team. A second-generation gloved artisan and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Ross, lovely to be here. Just a quick numbers update. Um, mm-hmm. More people listen to us now than people who Rod Marsh thinks can play for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very broad. Okay. <laughs> a man who it is said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Uh, after testing out how much we can push the E for explicit on podcast. <laughs> I promise I'll try to drag back the F-bombs this week. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our resident groundskeeping guru, welcome Alex. Hello, fellas. Uh, Alex. Hello, Alex. Going. Uh, today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios and the rest of the crew are in the Sam Rainbird Studios. <laughs> <laughs> We move now to our first segment, local cricket. Mick, do you have some standout performances from local cricket for me? Yes, all righty. So uh, first one off the bat, I'm going to touch on, uh, I'm going to revisit one from last episode. Remember we had the uh, young chap, Nick, Nick Watkins, who was from Sydney Grey Cricket. He was a young chap who was deaf and made uh, 166. Well, he followed it up the next week with 198 red as well. Far out. So, uh it's fair to say he's in a bit of a purple patch, old Nick. So uh, good work, good work to him. Well done. And one bloke I'm just going to touch on um, is a bloke is a chap by the name of Lee Horton. Now Lee, um, I couldn't uh, didn't, couldn't find his glove, uh, his club or anything on the uh, website where I had a look. But the reason old Lee's getting a short shout out is old Lee has achieved the very rare feat of the Olympic rings, which means he has made five ducks in a row. Oh, give up the game, yeah. And to give, you, to give you a bit of an idea of how rare that is, there's only been three in the history of Test cricket. Jeez. So, uh, Andrew Nagaka, I think, got one. Yes, 99-2000. Bob Holland in 1985. And Muhammad Azif in 2006. Yeah, right. That's your Benny Lingard style from yeah. the West Island. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good work. Even Mick Misson style. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mitch. Um, also, I've got a, just got a couple other ones as well. I've got a, a bloke from Bomb Beach Tangy Cricket Club by the name of Dan uh, Muller. He was playing against Duda Stars, um, and he took in the game took 15 for 77. He took oh, nine oh, for 49 oh, oh, oh. in the first innings, and then took oh. six for 28 in the second. So that's Jeez. a great effort by him as well. You hope they will win that game. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we'll, uh, I'll just quickly touch on uh, women's cricket as well. So the top performers um, for women's cricket across the nation was uh, Nicole Bolton, who plays for Subiaco Florit Cricket Club in WA. She got a 74 red as well, as well as two for nine. Uh, Beth Mooney from Sandgate Redcliffe District Cricket Club in Queensland got 79. And Delissa Kimmins from the Gold Coast District Cricket Club took, uh, sorry, made 73 and took two for 24. So they're great performances all around. I just want to touch on something funny as well. Sorry, I know it's going to be dragged out. But uh, we had the bloke the other week who took a nine for him. We joked around saying that um, he missed it because of the run out. We weren't 100% sure. There's actually a bloke who that actually happened to. Oh. <laughs> the chap's name is Mark uh, Mark Bloom. He took nine for 27, and the 10th one was a run out. Oh. 
Just um, before we move on, speaking of nine for this, there's a bloke who plays at Belford Cricket Club who got nine for ten in the first innings. Uh, and to prove it wasn't a fluke, he then got nine for 13 in the second innings. And he he wasn't able to get the 10 because the other team were a batsman short. Oh. <laughs> so his match figures of 18 for 20-odd. Well, there was actually another one doing the rounds. And I, saw, I, I didn't, I didn't um, uh, put it in my phone for today. But there was actually a bloke who took a nine for as well. And the reason he didn't get the 10 is because he took the catch oh. for the 10th wicket. <laughs> you just drop it. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you just pat it down. So, so uh, he's stuff, a good mate. team, man. And quickly, while we're doing this, one last one while we're doing it, I just oh, want to give God. a shout out to uh, the bloke by the name of Ian Beasley. Beasley. Now, uh, he, Ian, um, he doesn't, his achievement isn't runs or wickets, it's games played. Now, Ian debuted in 1948. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on track on January 9th. Next next year after Christmas to play his 600th game for the East Bentley Cricket Club, and for those <laughs> interested, that will be just days after his 80th birthday. Jesus oh. So uh, good luck with that one, Ian, and you're a credit to your club and a credit to yourself. On your knees. Does he follow up Wiley offies? Or you'd have to. Uh, you'd you'd, have to, you'd, you'd think so. Okay. And bats he certainly wouldn't be steaming in. That's and he'd be a fairly dour batter, I yeah. mean, from the 1948 mould of batting. Yeah. Far uh, invincible style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good, Mick. Comprehensive roundup. Uh, this this fortnight, I had a quick look on my favourite website, the My Cricket website, <laughs> and and looked up about the Castlemaine District Cricket Association. I actually didn't need to look at the website, but, you know, I did. Um so just run through some of the team names. I know that's always interesting for people. There's Elphinstone and Barker's Creek, Muckleford, Malmesbury, Taradale, Guildford, Newstead, Kyneton, Castlemaine United and Castlemaine North. And unfortunately this season, no Campbell's Creek Colts Cricket Club. So the CCCCC <laughs> aren't in action this season. So. The five Cs. Mm, the five Cs, famous five Cs. And they, mm. couldn't get, they couldn't get enough players? Is that why they weren't? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Last year they had three elevens. This year, none. So I heard they one of their big gun football recruits refused to play cricket, so they just pulled <laughs> the whole thing off. I yeah. think um, the gun football recruits taking all the money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sporting club <laughs> get those uh, yellow envelopes every every second week, and they couldn't afford to pay their cricketers. You heard anything about that, Ross? Uh, no, I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting comp. There's there's a mixture of um, turf grounds and hard wicket grounds. There's um, it's got the structure of A grade, A reserve, B grade, B reserve. But you don't have if you have an you might have an A reserve team and a B reserve team, or a, you don't have to have an A grade and an A yeah, reserve. Oh, okay, or, so you're not know, set to the actual A no. or B grade. <clears throat> no, it's a bit more like sort of uh, laissez-faire style. Is yeah. that just so people can say they play? B reserve instead of D grade, basically. Is it the old so. Ammo's one where so you can say you played D four instead of F grade or whatever? It was? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I think it's definitely that. Yeah. Yes, so that's what's going on there. Not sure who's winning. It's a great competition though, and lots of interest in it around town. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you might have missed this one um, when you looked at your local cricket, Mick. But did you see in Queensland local cricket? A taxi drove into the... Yes, I did. I thought we'd probably discuss that at some point, so I did see that. So the uh, chap chap from all accounts, he parked his taxi, or he he was parked at the time behind the bowler's arm and pretty much got a six through the windscreen, and his protest was to come and park in the middle of the pitch. Yes, (laughs) it was. So he waited till the change of innings and then went and parked it on the the pitch. 
in his taxi. They just kept playing around the taxi. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a Prius. They probably could have picked it up and carried it to the boundary. <laughs> yeah. So they lost eight overs because they had to call the police to get the taxi moved. <laughs> <laughs> Only eight overs. Pretty quick response yeah. time yeah. for the coppers. Yeah. As soon as the coppers are cricket, oh, we'll be there in a sec. <laughs> and then... Um, Seven overs into the delayed second innings, the wicketkeeper Brett Bednarski was hit um, trying to play a hook shot. And he was uh, taken away, um, but uh, nothing broken, just stitches and a deep gash and a sore head. So um, the game was eventually abandoned because of all of that drama. The match was abandoned? Yep. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, so there's some good pictures of the taxi with a nice big cricket ball hole in the (laughs) front. And a bloke with a yeah. nice big cricket ball hole in his face too. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it, yes. <laughs> but uh, I think the main issue for me is that taxis in Queensland are black and orange. What they got, yeah, what's going on there? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that, that's what's happening in some local cricket. Lucky, you know, that doesn't happen every week. <laughs> All right, we move now to Premier Cricket. And it's been a big two consecutive weekends of double header T20 action. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, both weekends. And the the competition is in the structure. They have the twos at the ground at 11 a.m. and then the ones at 2.30 p.m. So it's like seniors in, or reserves in seniors football style. Mm. Yeah, so um, oh, lots of, lots of fine results there. Um, some really good stuff going on in Premier Cricket T20. Mm, mm. Yeah. How's, um, what about our boys, please? The oh, our kitchen. boys, yes. I've got an update on um, you, Johnny come lately who's jumped on board the Kingston uh, <laughs> bandwagon, you know, myself being an old East Melbourne Cricket Club fan. I've been there for the long haul. From the train, uh, yeah. yeah. Today, uh, they played Paran at Turek Park, so a tough, tough fixture. Paran got some big names, Dave Hussey, etc. And Paran made 8 for 130 off their 20 overs, but Kingston Town, too good, 3 for 131. Three down, that's yeah, a smash. So, in other words, those big names they had in fire. Well, that big that's name. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, David Adhas is technically yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another, another good result for um, another team that's close to our heart, uh, Camberwell Magpies. Uh, tip they, um, yeah, Tip Massey, they did a, did a job on St Kilda. Yeah, right. Mm. Thank you to top scorer James Muirhead with 49 not out. Mm, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Magpies got their 2 for 126. Mm. A couple of smashings. Oh, yes. And C.M. Thulis, not to be confused with C.S. Lewis. Who got <laughs> <laughs> yes, it just rolls off the tongue. C.M. Thulis. Yeah. <laughs> and um, out at, uh, well, this is another interesting result. Out at Carlton. Carlton batted first, eight for one forty-two. Uh, C Wood made twenty-five. Yeah, Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give up the footy, mate. It's, and uh, L Jones made twenty-six. William Jones. <laughs> How did uh, Tut go? Uh, did Jake come out of retirement? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, did not bat. Bit scared of the ball. <laughs> Didn't want to put his head over at field neither. <laughs> Uh, they did a job on Footscray Edgewater, so that was good, uh, considering half their players are from there. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, Essendon, 
bowled out Monash Tigers for 111 and then got them uh, four for 112. Clint Mackay, two for 15. Clint Mackay, a pirate. Just... Again. <laughs> and um, the last one I can see there, oh, they haven't put their scores in. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> That'll upset Maudsley. Yeah. Oh, Tip Maudsley yeah. like that one. Tip. Happens at all levels of cricket. <laughs> the one game I was hoping to get a result from, it was out at the Russell Lucas, of oh, course. Oh, yes, please. So Ringwood versus Fitzroy Doncaster, there's no scores yet. So ah, it's disappointing. The blokes must have got leathered last night and wrestling on the deck and yeah. couldn't be bothered putting the scores in this morning. Pikey probably got blind and lit the book on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what's been happening uh, in Premier Cricket Just this week. Across, usually you can tell um, the result. If, if it's the home team, usually they put the scores in. So if the scores aren't in, usually the away team's won. Yeah. That's a good point, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, so we'll take Lishin at Fitzroy, Doncaster have won there. Well, let's just mm-hmm. say they have, and if we get it wrong, well, who cares, really? People can pick us up on it later. That's yeah. right, we've never got anything right in our whole podcast career, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Why break tradition? Yeah, why start now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, now we move on to our first special segment. It's over to Alex with Groundskeeper's Corner. Okay, fellas. I might go get a beer. Do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> so last week I talked about the SCG and the groundskeepers they've had there. Um, this week I'm moving over to Adelaide Oval, and I'm going to talk a lot about Les, the patron saint of groundskeeping, Burdett. Do you know it's loud at Adelaide Oval? Oh, it is. Yeah. I can still hear echoes of the last yeah. game at Adelaide Oval bouncing off Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about Adelaide Oval in its uh, entirety as well, fellas. So it is loud, correct, <laughs> and it is a beautiful stadium. And there's Is it one of the most picturesque cricket grounds in the world? Yes, apparently, apart from Centurion, oh. I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a mountain in the background. Whoops, Nearly knocked over the table there. All right, so let's talk about Les Burnett. It's a common misconception that he was the head curator of Adelaide Oval for 41 years, from 1970 to 2011. But I did a bit of research, I knuckled down on the keyboard on the uh, internet, and he was actually head curator from 78 to 2011. 33 yeah. years. So Adelaide Oval and the Sacker are fudging the numbers just to get that round 40-year mark. It's all built on bullshit. It is. Lies and slander. So I think we need to take the patron saint of groundskeeping off him, I think. Maybe someone else. Maybe that's why maybe that's why Chuck got the sack. Because Chuck started snooping around. Yeah. And they're like, the, we're, like, we're not having this, yeah. buddy. Yeah, that's right. Kicked him out yeah. Maybe Les is good yeah. name. Exactly. Went over those micro-fishes or films or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Adelaide uh, uh, Museum or whatever. Yeah. They said he's the best thing to come out of South Australia cricket-wise in four years, don't ruin the aura. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Les Burdett, there's a, there's a, would you think Les Burdett would have any connection to Triple J or alternative music guys? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> there is a band on Triple J Unearthed, which is now taken over the Google, top Google results for searching Les Burdett, and it's Les Burdett and the Heavy Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> They're a real band. They play some rock music, and they sing about socialism, of all things, which is quite So weird. they don't sing like cricket, taking the piss, no, cover no. songs or something? No, no, no. They sing like legit... Like that's disappointing. Non-comedy. That's that's cricket. a little bit disappointing. They didn't even sing. How's that? Ah, no, I don't like uh, cricket by Ten CC. Dreadful holiday. Yeah. No, I found that hilarious. I'm <laughs> myself when I was researching this. 
Um, <clears throat> other facts about Les Burdett, he always supported having footy at Adelaide Oval. Which is interesting. I thought as a groundskeeper you would be yeah. sort of a bit more tired of work. being Maybe a... Well, AFL I'm talking about here. So he was supporting the change to have it at Maybe he got Oval. bored in winter and he wanted something to do. Yeah, well, he had to, he had to get him to bus out to Footy Park yeah, or whatever. I think. Yeah, yeah. So he's living in his tent at the back of the stand. And here's about... Here's a quote from him which sort of lays down the sort of aura of him being the patron saint. When asked if he ever produced a pitch that favoured the Aussies or South Australia, and he goes, I wouldn't do it and have not done it. Ooh. Full stop. Well, yeah. it's a road Adelaide Oval, so it's really... Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit! He's <laughs> <laughs> only ever made a road there. It's not been a road, apart from the latest uh, last game that was there, yes. the day-night test, which I hope we're going to talk about later, Ross. Yes, well, I don't about think... the pink ball. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a century there, which might have been the first time in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yes. Um, a couple of things on Adelaide Oval, just quickly. This established yeah. in 1873. This is off the Crick Info website. Um, mm. 190.2 metres long, 126.2 metres wide. Mm. Yeah, very long and skinny. Yes, yeah, well, just about every square sh- boundary is short, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And you could, used to run fives when they put the rope next to the fence. Yeah, yeah exactly. they into it. Um, it's had just about every sport played there. Uh, archery is some weird one that's been... Cycling has been there. American footy. Highland Games, whatever that is. Is that like oh, a Scottish cheese roll? Yeah, it's like when you chuck... Yeah. No, it is. It's when, they, when the Scottish guys like throw the uh, logs oh, and all that stuff. Is it called caper tossing, perhaps? That might have been pre-Lesbert. That would have dug some dirty goals in the air. Lord Tennant's... Coits has been oh, played. Oh, the oh, famous oh, game, Coits. Uh, the bane of West Ivanhoe, Coits. And I, I um, think those games, and... sorry to interrupt you there, I yes, think mate. those Highland games, the um, one where they throw the pole is called caber tossing. Oh, That's yeah. it, is too, yes. Good fun fact there, Ross. I love a good fun fact. And you um, have to replace your divot, just like golf. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Crick Info, the current curator is Les Burnett. Mm. Wrong! <laughs> Sacker, what are they doing? Try to win games. Is it cricket? Well, they're not very good at that. Maybe they should stick to history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Adelaide Oval website's terrible. Anyway, so current Adelaide Oval curator Damien Hoff. How the Hoff? <coughs> oh yeah, I'd say Hoff maybe. Damien Hoff. I think that's H O U G H. I think I'm going to see what you're reading. Oh yeah, be be. I'm going to be Hoff. Hoff. Okay, Damien Hoff. We'll go with that. He got inter- interviewed by the much-famous turfmate.com.au yeah. website, which talks all things, all things turf and groundskeeping. <laughs> and the yeah. doyen of um, turf journalism, Amy Forster, has interviewed David Hoff, and I'm going to take a few things out of that interview. <laughs> <laughs> In 2006-07, the um, plane service Adelaide Oval had a massive upgrade. It was laser-leveled, and irrigation and drainage was installed. 
and the very drought-resistant Santa Ana cooch was planted. Mm. So they had a change in the cooch from what was previous. I don't know what was previous, but it was the Is new Is that box. the preferred grass of the Sacagawea's bull? I think so, yes. Queensland. Yeah, okay. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so they put the new stands in and they were a little bit worried about where the uh, shadows would fall ah, with the new stands yeah. and whether it makes a huge issue but it's yeah. only in the gateways that it has a bit of an issue so they have to relay turf there every now and then but everywhere else it gets enough sun to keep growing um, under Damien there are eight ground staff on crew and an expert mechanic for the, tra- for the tractor weird, why is there an expert mechanic I suppose it'd be in case, because say for argument's sake, you're rolling the roll between the middle of tests and, and it cocks and out, and it the middle out. Of the pitch. You want someone who can actually. Well, that's right, you don't want that situation where we have a, yeah, a taxi want... in the middle yeah. of the pitch <laughs> and a roller in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Okay, well, I think you might be a level four heavy roller. <laughs> <laughs> so they look after a couple of hectares of lawns and grounds. Uh, a number two ground as well, they look after it. They also have, the have a contract on the next generation's tennis courts. I don't know what that is, but they've got a contract on it, the SACA staff. Uh, it's at um, Memorial Drive, isn't it? So it's are they grass tennis courts I guess they would be, yes. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're branching out to rebound ace. <laughs> That's not the tennis courts that one of our friends passed out on when we were over in Adelaide to watch that test match, was it, Ross? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so apparently, according to Damien, it's a fantastic place to work and everyone stays there until they retire. So the tradition of people never leaving groundskeeping staff in Australia continues in Adelaide as well as New South Wales. Talk Park. about job security. Once you're in, you're in. Oh. That's it. You're done. That's why Nathan Lyon decided to become one. Maybe yeah. it's like, if I'm not going to make this cricket caper, at least I have a job for life. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about the pitch that was prepared at Adelaide Oval for the day-night test. It had a lot more grass on it, as we know, um, to keep the ball from scuffing up. And the ball looked like it was pretty much new the whole test. So I think they did that. They probably don't need to leave that much grass on it in future. Uh, everyone's been happy with the Adelaide Oval pitches so far this year, from you know head on chosen Cricket Australia to all the captains and all the state level. They're pretty happy with the sporting pitch they put on. I'm happy too. I much prefer watching cricket where there's a bit of a battle between bat and ball, not like the WA debacle. Well, you're a bowler, you would. Exactly. And fun fact about the latest test, because they had the ACDC concert there, they laid the centre wicket four days before the test match. No wonder so it was they over dropped in three it in. days. Sorry? No wonder it was over in three days. Yeah. It doesn't seem ideal. No, it doesn't. It was interesting that you could actually have the test, like obviously they have people looking at it and going, this is up to test yeah. that's fine to do. It's interesting that four days for a whole square the to be weird, dropped in. The weird thing is, Bart, like, and I know it's different because it's different stadiums, but like, I went to the UFC at Etihad. Now, and I've been to other events at Etihad, that are, and I know it's different because it's different stadiums, but they lay like a um, makeshift temporary hard plastic style floor across yeah. the whole field. Yeah. So you don't actually go on the grass. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised they wouldn't have put the drop the pitch in, yeah. put an e- over the square, put yeah. an even more sturdy mm. and then just have the cons- like have the people on top of the grass. Yeah. Well that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah anyway. It's interesting it's amazing what you yeah. can do with groundskeeping guys. Isn't yeah. it really interesting? Yeah. yeah. Slightly interesting, yeah. yeah. That was probably the least <laughs> the least boring one you've ever yeah, it's done. It's probably a better one. one. And I think that's because yeah. you came um 
with facts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and As opposed like, to just getting here and going, oh, yeah, there's some grass, and they do a crisscross pattern, and <laughs> that's groundskeeper corner. They else. do a candy swirl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I've actually come prepared this time. <laughs> it probably shows a little bit. Uh, that's me done, Ross. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I've, I've just nodded off there briefly, but thanks for bringing me back. <laughs> We, we move on now to state cricket, and the Sheffield Shield has been in full swing over the past fortnight. Uh, round four was uh, played and won over the same weekend as the last test in Adelaide. There's a few interesting results. WA and Victoria squared off at the Wacker, and um, uh, Nathan Coulter-Nile was meant to be playing, but uh, he played in the Futures League match in the week preceding and got a one-match suspension for dissent. <laughs> so, Do we know what he hmm. did? Oh, I think he questioned... The dissent is usually questioning an umpire. So, yeah. Excuse me, sir. How was that not our LBW? <laughs> well, fine, sir, I think, yeah, is the exact word. I do, but I would agree with that. <laughs> pardon me. I questioned you about your decision. I don't think that's cool tonight. I would roll with the pardon me. I reckon they'd be more expletive than, oh, yeah. uh, than pleasantry. I'd have more F-bombs at the start of the last podcast. <laughs> yes, I believe so. <laughs> Um, the Australian selectors did some interesting stuff with James Pattinson, um, making him prepare with the national team, only to jet him over to the state game a day late and then make him have a day's rest before getting involved. Right. So I don't know what that was all about. That jet from Adelaide to Perth. Yeah. But then didn't he only end up bowling like eight overs or some crap as well? He made he bowled eight overs and made a golden duck. Yeah. Was, right. They call that informed player management, don't they? Yeah. Yes, I think I so. Think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, David Saker and his team selection has got me beat. Uh, the Vicks bring, always have four bowlers now, plus three all-rounders, Maxwell, Stoinis and Christian. Mm-hmm. And it seems that they believe it's mandatory to have seven bowling options in all shield matches, including five right-arm fast medium or <laughs> medium fast bowls. It's like a game of park cricket sometimes. Oh, so it, it sounds like he's got NMC yes. second yeah. 11 you just, strategy. You just got to look around. Everyone has to bowl four. Oh, I've got seven bowls. There you go. <laughs> It is a bit like that. I don't don't understand why uh, Dan Christian plays. But anyway, he's, he's making runs and getting wickets though. He's in form. Yeah. Uh, well, at, at um, Premier cricket level, perhaps, but not really he's at state. Done a, he's done a little bit in state cricket though. No, not the really. one thing I do, I've got to give Saker before we move on, is that he's more than happy to give it to Cricket Australia. Yeah. Yes, I love, I love, like, and, he, and, he, and this, but I know. This might not be the way everyone sees it, but his job is to win a flag or to win the shield in Victoria. Yeah. Mm. So I think he has every right to question. The whole Buff Lehman coming out and telling him to pull his head in. I think maybe um, maybe Buff's got a bit big for his britches lately. Maybe he needs to actually talk to these guys at state level and actually have a common goal and a common understanding. It doesn't appear to be that yeah, way. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's people with loggerheads in the, the media. Yeah. There's obviously something not yeah. working well there. Buff has never been the same since they changed the colour of the Australian shirt. Yeah. 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 So when he was on the light grey, he was real airy, yeah. he was real breezy, he didn't yeah. care, you know, everything, everything's good, I love everyone, days, all though. of a sudden you get into some weird royal type <laughs> blue stuff, and you start yeah. getting old Mick Carretti syndrome in the royal blue, and you start getting a little bit angry. <laughs> what I heard was that the lanyards used to have an ashtray on the back, and they taken it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, the interesting one, the Warriors at home, no good. They're all out for 102 in their second innings. 
Yes. And the uh, for the Vicks, Scott Boland took seven for 31 to put him a bit higher up on um, Rod Marsh's depth chart. Yes. <laughs> Definitely jumped a few spots. Yes. So the Vicks is a three-day route. They got uh, eight points out of that one. Down at uh, Bell Reeve Oval in Hobart, Tasmania played South Australia. And um, Andrew Feckety was back into the lineup yes. uh, after he'd gone from Australian squad to district cricket yeah. in the space of a month. Yeah, now, according to Tigers coach Dan Marsh, he was dropped so he could do some work on his bowling action. Right. Just a sec, Ross. Did you say Dan Marsh? Mm. Nepotism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rod did ring up his son and say, oh, he dropped Feckity. We're looking silly. Yeah. We put him in that squad. Uh, very true. Uh, interesting one. Both teams dropped their spinner for this game. So Tassie dropped Zave Doty. Maybe that's being generous, calling him a spinner. Zave, that's, that's, that's spinner pretty loosely. Slow bowler. And uh, South Australia dropped um, leg spinner Adam Zampa. Mm. Not really sure why, because that left them both teams with a uh, their preferred four-pronged right-arm medium-fast battery of bowlers. So. Yeah. <laughs> Military mediums. Yes. Um, and just to show how difficult it was to bat against them, South Australia ran up 7 for 600 declared. Only oh. <laughs> fopping over. Joe uh, Ferguson making a double ton and Jake Lehman a double ton. Oh, Lehman's mm. He's done all right, um, yeah. old Jake Lehman, since he's come into the side. Yep. Did he get a and, um, debut or am I just making things up? No, that wasn't his debut, but he's only like he's, he's only played a handful of games. Yeah, he got two hundred. Okay. I think he came in late last year, made a fifty or sixty. Yeah, that's. He right. is averaging yeah. fifty nine in first class cricket. Yeah, now. right. See, yeah. it's me bringing more pre work knowledge. <laughs> See what you meant just to do, Alex. You meant to just there. sit there and go. You give us the stat, right? Yes. And that's it. You don't have to talk about the work you do because oh, you're yeah. a cricket podcast. Uh, you're meant to do the work. Yeah, you don't yeah. make a big deal out of the oh, work. Well, I do because I don't do it. Yes. Anyway, the, the Tassie Bowlers cops an absolute stick with Hamish Kingston going at six and over, and uh, one of my favourites now, Bo Webster. He sounds like he should be a quarterback. He went at seven. <laughs> uh, Redbacks, well, they 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 um they got Tassie out for two eighty, but didn't enforce the follow on. And then just to show that um, consistency isn't one of their hallmarks, they bundled themselves out for one hundred eighty five. Oh, you make six hundred. Seven for six hundred to one eighty five. <laughs> And uh, after the, second the, day. <laughs> the, the Bird brothers were at it again. <laughs> Jackson Bird, five for 69, and Sam Rainbird, four for 50. <laughs> um, the, uh, Tassie were rubbish in reply, and they're all out for 199. So their batting problems continue. They've just been terrible. South Australia took 10 points from that game, so that was a big one. Yeah. Last game was at New South Wales West Queensland at the SCG, which oh, is a bit back. of a surprise. Yeah, they got cricket back on the ground. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, Queensland struggled away with the bat and both innings and couldn't really get going. But um, Nick Maddinson made a ton for New South Wales, and uh, it was about it, really. New South Wales got 102, three down in the last innings and one comfortable. It's a pretty non-eventful game. Hmm. Yeah. But um, moving on then to Futures League, there was a round of Futures League just before... The uh, Shield round, and Daniel Hughes, captain of New South Wales, made 300. Oh, well, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake Hancock made in the centuries for Victoria, and um, but that wasn't enough. The ACT Comets chased down 350 in their fourth innings, thanks to 
and rating 145 to Michael Spesbisky. Spesbisky. Mm. Say that again, please. Spesbisky. <laughs> <laughs> I got that right. Um, WA did a job on Queensland. Um, Ashton Turner made a double ton for WA. And the forgotten man of Queensland cricket, Peter Forrest. Hey. Mm, 45 and a blob. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that flattened Alex out pretty quickly. Hey. Oh. <laughs> and um, the young WA leg spinner, Liam O'Connor, took nine for 99 for the match. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. That's good effort. Yeah. And there's um and interestingly there's a round of futures league in the middle of the big bash. It starts January 11th, so that's the next round of futures league. Getting yeah, in right. early, mm, so that's interesting. Uh, should see a few perhaps players who don't have BBL contracts um, appear in that round. Mm. And of course, there's the current tour match going on. That's over. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they almost got beat outright the West Indies by yeah. a second string Caxi. Oh, yes. Yeah. Version 4, Cax. They got mm. beat by yeah. not even 10 and wickets. Will Basisto like, wasn't even. Yeah, oh, the flying buzz. Yeah. No, it didn't make it. Uh, the, the next round of the Shield started today. Uh, Victorian South Australia at the MCG. The Vicks were rolled for 180. And in reply, South Australia 510 at the minute. How's Aaron Finch, please? He goes from not being able to get a game to being captain yeah. all of a yes. sudden. Yep. That's right. Well, with Wade and Siddle out, he's the man, apparently. And yeah. Cam White not in the team. Mm. Pull to Watson in India. Yeah. <laughs> go home and do your homework, buddy. Oh, you're captain next game. How did our mate Dean go, please? I don't think he got many, did he? No, he got a golden blob the other week. So I think he got um, like 10 or so this week. Yeah. Well, before this game, he was averaging 98. Yeah, right. Yeah. That'll be about 58 now. Yeah. yeah. Tassie are struggling away against WA at the Wacker. They were three for 50 a while ago. And Queensland are uh, uh, batting against New South Wales. And Matt Renshaw had made a 50. So, yeah, it's all going along nicely. Those games will take us through till Wednesday. Yeah, beautiful. Yep. Well, let's, uh, oh, let's have a look quickly at the Shield ladder. Uh, Vic, Vic's are on top, 26 points. South Australia next on 19, thanks to that 10 points again. Yes. Jeez. Uh, Tassie, yep, and then New South Wales, Queensland, WA, and last, Tasmania, long way back. Is the Governor George Bailey still running around, please? He is. Yes, yes, he's still going. He's um skipper, Tassie. He's been batting well. We made What's a century last match. Hold them uh, together. They've just, just got no opening. George Bailey's averaging first-class cricket is 38. Yeah, right. Career right. on this season. Career. This season will be higher, I think. That'll get another yeah. test shortly, for sure. Yeah, always in between. Yeah. 30 40 averaging, so he's played for Australia. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Bit of a worry for Tassie, though. Their great test player, Alex Doolan, was dropped during the week. So. Yes, I read about that. It's been a year of uh, from heady heights to very low lows, <laughs> yes, hasn't it? It's been so... a lot of penthouse to outhouse. Yeah. Yes. yeah, the headiest of heights to the lowest of lows, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so... Um, Interesting with the uh, Caxi versus the Windies. I mean, uh, why is that game not Australia A playing? Yeah, well, who's your favourite team, please? Oh, the Cricket Australia Chairman's 11. Yeah, how come they're not uh, pulling the boots back on? And really, if they want Test cricket to to be competitive, shouldn't the tour matches be played, say, the first game before the series starts? Shouldn't they play the tour match at the second or third Test venue? Yeah. yeah, potentially, yeah, good point. Yeah. Could play this warm-up game at the SCG, for example. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're, they're still not 
all the way in the good books yet, the SCG. Yeah. So. No, true, true. Maybe the MCG then could have had this is it, one. Mm. Is, it, is it a case now that the Caxi is Australia? Or is it... uh, no, because that, the Caxi that turned out was um, blokes who weren't going to play shield cricket because the, ah, okay. the two are matched overlapped or nearly finished yesterday and the shield started today. They were so. basically playing a combined Futures League team and they lost by 10 yes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tim Payne. Yeah. And oh, Tim so Payne. combined Futures League. Yeah. Oh, so it, was like, so it was 10 Futures League blokes and a district bloke. <laughs> Harsh. What are the, what are you love the West Indies bloke? I don't know who it was because I don't know who any of them are because they're all nobodies. But he was in the paper the other day going, we're going to be competitive. Like five minutes later, they're, they're all rolled yeah, for like three. Like, come, buddy. Uh, Courtney Walsh has said that the next great West Indian superstar will come from this team currently. And then when pushed on it, he yeah. didn't want to name names. <laughs> it just sounds like a whole bunch of lip service. Yeah. But, like, but, uh, but, that, but in... In fairness, did he say did he say West Indies star or West Indies cricket star? Oh, no, so they might you know play table tennis yeah. or you know, basketball <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, might go for a run. Yeah, bobsled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they going to say though? Well, we're going to come here. We're going to lose the Test series three yeah. We're going to be well. In fairness, it didn't feel similar to that before the World Cup or something. Essentially, come yeah. out and said this team's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, blamed, he blamed the selectors. Yeah. He said the team that the selectors have given me is going to be shit, yeah. effectively. Yeah, not his coaching. No, 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 no that's not the problem. No. I think Ireland. he's already wishing he'd stuck coaching Ireland. Yeah, he mm. took them from tears to glory, you know. Yeah. So from seven I think there's probably more money in Irish cricket than there is West Indian cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, more money, more money actually getting to the cricketers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What, what, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> 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 All right, we move now to our second special segment. It's over to Mick for Inside Clubland. I'm looking forward to this. I Mick. do like Inside Clubland. All righty, so, uh, so for this week's Inside Clubland, so as we know, I, uh, first one was a bit tongue-in-cheek and we had a bit of fun with it. The second one was a little bit serious. We touched on a topic that people have been asking about. Going back down the tongue-in-cheek route, because I think it's a little bit more entertaining. No than more serious stuff, mate. All right. <laughs> yeah, the Get si- rid of the earnest yeah, stuff, so... and I want us to just fly <laughs> off the handle. All righty. So for this week's Inside Clubland, it's um, part one of I don't know how many parts it will be, <laughs> but it's uh, the people of Clubland off-field. So, so basically, um, oh, yes, so during, your time, during the time you spend in Clubland, you're going to encounter a number of diverse and colourful personalities yeah. is the nicest way to put it. Yeah. So, to, so to, today I'll be uh, discussing some of the ones that you commonly will encounter during your park cricket career. Alrighty, so number one so uh, is the overzealous parent, or the OZP. There's <laughs> 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 an acronym! <laughs> so this, uh, so the father, so the OZP is the father slash possibly mother who believes their child is the second coming of Don Bradman, despite the fact that he can't crack double figures in the thirds. <laughs> so the OZP loves an email and can be found hunched over his laptop, sending out pages and pages of reasons why their pride and joy should be playing in the first. They are also fond of a late-night text, telling the coach of all his faults and flaws. Once sufficiently lubricated, the OZP <laughs> is happy to share the private emails and texts with anyone in attendance at the latest club function. <laughs> so we move on from the OZP. I could go, I'd go on that one for days, but we'll move on past that one. <laughs> so 
So we move on to the lunch person. I deliberately haven't said lunch lady because it can be yeah. male or female. Yeah, old crackers. Yeah, like our club. L- LP. Is that the acronym? Yeah, I've got an acronym for them. <laughs> it's only two letters. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, so the lunch person is an individual, most commonly but not always of the female gender, whose love and dedication to the club sees them giving up their Friday nights throughout the season to bake cakes, biscuits and lamingtons. And then they front up Saturday to cut oranges, make sandwiches, and heat up party pies. They will then stand back with great pride as 22 hungry <laughs> cricketers stuff their faces. How's the pros? Yeah. Beautiful. So the lunch person is usually a dedicated parent who still sees the 40-year-old bloke sitting in the corner eating party pies by the handful as their baby boy. <laughs> and will keep up the good work until he finally pulls a pin when he's 55, year old, 55 years old and bowls, slower, bowls so slow that the ball is nearly going backwards. <laughs> The lunch person is an important cornerstone of the cricket club and their True contribution right. should never be underestimated. Absolutely. No matter how many times you burn your tongue on a hot pie, they should still be loved. Alrighty. Yeah. So we move on to the scorer. So the scorer That's the can, preamble. It's beautiful. Yeah. So the scorer can take many shapes and sizes, but as a general rule, we'll have at least two of the three following traits. One. They are old enough to have attended primary school with Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst being old enough to recall what it was like when dinosaurs were roaming the earth, isn't a, isn't a requirement to be a, a scorer? It certainly seems to be a common threat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. Have a love of cricket, but no actual knowledge of the rules of the game. <laughs> Who's playing? Or what the umpire signals mean? (laughs) Or how to write them down in the book. We actually had one chap at our club who yelled out, Bowl's name! And it was his own son, (laughs) Bowl. Number three. To go out of their way to tell the captain it it was no hassle to score today. Over and over again, until the skipper buys them a beverage of their choice to buy their silence. (laughs) 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 All right, so we move on to the barman. Oh, yes, usually. Yes, I love a barman. The barman. Is it mandatory they have that sign? days are long behind him, or never even existed. (laughs) (laughs) Who now spends his days behind the bar dealing out frothies to the thirsty patrons. The barman is also the first person to tell you how he would have handled the opposition and how many runs he would have made or wickets he would have taken. The barman used to bowl like Lily, only faster. Batted like Ponting, but only better. But the captain didn't like him, so he only played fourths. The fact he never took a wicket or scored over seven is just a coincidence. While sometimes difficult to deal with, the barman is another cornerstone of the club, and he would just be, and he would just benefit from being a mute. Yeah, oh, I'll never get on side with the barman. Now, last is it but essential? Not least, is it essential pardon? for the barman? Sorry, that um, is it essential for the barman that he has one of those signs that says "Free beer yesterday." Oh, <laughs> free beer not essential, not essential, but it is definitely commonplace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, some mirth behind the bar. Yeah, merriment. Oh. All righty. Revelry. Yeah. <laughs> so last but not least, well, actually least, oh, no. is the mascot. 
A bloke who loves the club but can't play the game to save himself. His dedication to the club is only rivaled by his dedication to bending the ear of any any person unlucky enough to be bailed up by him. <laughs> like the barman, the mascot is always full of advice and recommendations on how you can improve yourself or the club. But due to his love of an amber ale, can't be trusted behind the bar. <laughs> In some special circumstances, the mascot may be a young child. All the previous comments still apply. Just replace the love of an ale with the love of potato chips. <laughs> All right, and that is Inside Clubland oh, for this week. That's beautiful. Uh-huh, that's thanks, really Mick. Beautiful. Keep up the good progress. Very good. Very good. Um, <clears throat> thank you for that. That's a very insightful look inside Clubland. I think we can all relate to those sort of characters at a local cricket club. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Our next segment is women's cricket. And uh, two weeks ago, it was the WNCL final. South Australia beat New South Wales. New South Wales were going for 11 titles in a row. Yeah. Oh, really? But um, English import Sarah Taylor made a ton for South Australia, and the it just proved too much. Yeah, there's SA Scorpions. So... Mm, and uh, this weekend, uh, the Women's Big Bash League has started. There were two games yesterday, a double header at uh, Junction Oval. Melbourne Stars beat the Brisbane Heat in both games. Uh, Meg Lenning made runs in both games. It was man, uh, woman of the match, man of the match in both games. <laughs> mm. and, um, how did uh, Australia former tennis superstar Ash Barty go? Oh, yes, good. She made some runs in one of the games. I think she made a 30-odd. So yeah, she wasn't out of place. She batted at six. I didn't read the article, but I did see the caption and the photo that she did something unusual in the game that come from her tennis background. So I don't know whether it was a backhanded think, smash or no, something. What but... happened was she was bowling but had a bat. She threw the ball in the ah, air and smacked yeah. the ball towards the batsman. She didn't do so one of those serving. comical yeah. in-between the leg Ah, oh, potentially, ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Or did she, like, one of the water boys did a comical embrace of them and told them to sit down and then everyone laughed in the stands. It's hilarious. Yeah. I think before she ran into bowl, she bounced the ball three times and just to <laughs> see how it was. There was a moth on the pitch, so she carefully <laughs> pulled it off the pitch and everyone at the stadium clapped really. And, oh, what a lovely person. Oh, tennis is great, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> God, I hate tennis. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. Uh, no, um, I think she did all of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, not, oh, and there's also the, uh, Sydney, uh, what do they call it? I don't know, Derby or something. Sydney Thunder playing the Sydney Sixers today. Oh, in yeah, yeah. Mm. So I did hear a few comments about, um, the fact that the Stars and the Heat played two games on the one day, that it just cheapened the whole competition. But, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know, I don't know. Not, but if they've got to get the games in, then they've got to get them in. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any. They're not. They're playing today, so yeah, maybe they could have played Saturday, son. Oh my no, yeah, I, I think as a spectacle, if you want to get people more involved in the women's big bash, I think giving them two games on one day is a pretty yeah. apt mm. way to do it. You know, I mean, as opposed to paying for yeah. one game, you pay for one game, but you get two sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so. but you can see where the person. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe the junction over was booked out today for like a craft beer festival. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. It would never happen in the men's game. Well, they would the, never play two. No, Australian Roach Courts yeah. uh, competition yeah. with the junction over. <laughs> this week, yeah. Well, there was a crowd of fifteen hundred at the junction over yesterday. That's good. Yeah. Probably um, more than it's at the G watching the Shield today. Oh yeah. yep. Yeah, I'm really this. looking forward to the times when um, they they do the curtain raiser situation. Yeah. So yeah. you know you might get fifteen to twenty thousand people watching the women's big bash and realise yeah. it's not just a you know it's not just a 
circus side trick that yeah, Cricket exactly. Australia trying to pull over. It's actually good cricket and yeah. people come to watch yeah. it. Talented people. Well, the Melbourne yeah, Derby is right. a double header, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, both of them are. So I think yeah. that'll, be, that'll be good when that happens. Yeah. But back on it, though, they wouldn't do it in the BBL. They wouldn't play. Yeah, well, they never played two in one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. and so they, they never played at the Junction Oval either, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, back in the state, everybody used to be bash. They played at the junk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the junk. But not in the... <laughs> All right. Well, that's our our wrap of women's cricket. We move now on to our, our third special segment. It's over to David with people who can piss off. I think we're going to have to start changing the order of these segments because I'm not really relishing the thought of going after Mick every week. If he keeps, <laughs> if he keeps pulling out gold like that, I think I'm going to be left by the wayside. Um, but I digress. Hey, Russ, do you know who could piss off? No, David, tell me. Rod who can Marsh. Piss off? <laughs> he can dead set piss off. Why? Nepotism. No. Why? Fair income. Nathan Coulton Hall going yeah. with my gut oh. was the reason why he picked him. Hey, Rod, brother, just lie. <laughs> just give it the same old rhetoric that everyone's given it for years. He bowls a heavy ball. Yeah. Yes. A lot to the change yeah. room. Bowls he's, it into the pitch. Yeah, he's yeah. worked on things that we've asked him to work yes. on. He's come back better. Yes, I've noticed his actions tweaked a little bit. <sighs> Just yeah. you can His be... name hasn't hyphen. We think that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can be too honest. I'm just yeah. just just lying. Exactly. Yes. You could have just said he's got a reasonable average in Sheffield first yeah. class cricket. He bowls really quick, which is what we want because we're losing a fast yeah. bowler. We'd like that's the look it. of him. Yeah. And he bowls a heavy one. He's played he's some international cricket before, so he's got yeah. the kudos. So yeah. let's say gut. No. Oh. Spinner's name Nathan. He seems to go all right. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Make up anything. Just yeah. lie to us. I just want to be lied to when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. Hey, Ross. Yes. Do you know who could piss off, mate? No. Tell me. Nigel Long. <laughs> Ray Charles could see that Nathan Lyon gets that <laughs> bloody ball. Fair income. Oh, there's a scratch on the bat, but it could be anything. Oh, well, the bales have been knocked off. The ball's cannon into them, but anything could have knocked the bales off. <laughs> could have been the wind at the same time as the ball hit yeah. the stump, so not out. But it would be an overly strong fly yes. driving past the bale. Yeah, this is much a flaw in the DRS system where the decision on the field is so hard to overturn. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. So do wrong. you think that the decision <laughs> on the field um, affected his thinking when going to Yes, because he has to have... Because it was given not out. Evidence. So then he's yeah. got to have super 100, yeah, yeah, 150% yeah. evidence, which there was because he nicked it. Well, I but, actually, to be honest, I put my head up here, haven't done my research. Surprise, guys. I know you guys are here falling off your chair. I haven't actually seen the dismissal. Ah, okay. So, yeah. did it, can you see Don't the talk about it. Yeah. You didn't watch your oh. man bat. No, I was oh. off doing other things. So, it's not the technology's uh, fault. It's the people yeah. who interpret the technology. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. People were talking about getting forensic scientists to yeah. do it. So, oh, come on, man. <laughs> anyway, that's my piss off segment, Ross. Oh, very good, two. David. Only two. I'm, I'm got to got build up. Yeah, it has been I did read a, I think it would have been about a 2,000-word article on Crick Info about how that Nigel Long came to that decision and was talking to the blokes down oh, in the outside that, broadcast that truck. Yes. Yeah. Can he piss off, mate? No, 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 I like Daniel Brittany. Same here. Yeah, no, it was interesting, but it was also pointless because he was clearly out. And it said that um, Lyon looked at his bat and there was a pink cherry on the side That's of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, they did too. Yeah, but they they might have been pink chairs in the bowling machine. Exactly. <laughs> throw down. That's not, little, let's not jump to conclusions. Let's be honest, that's Nathan Lyon, so there's going to be 
cherries oh, on the edges. The edges. Oh. They're not going to be on the middle. The edges, very the edges, the edges will be the edges yeah. on these better be the only thing not be. All right, thanks, David. Uh, very good. Look, I was just glad that it didn't involve any Chris Cairns mentions. So nah, that's probably the only one I've ever done that hasn't involved Chris Cairns, <laughs> to be honest, or some sort of New Zealand cricketer at least. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't throw in there the, um, as we move into Australian national team talk, um, you didn't um, throw in uh, subfielder Grant Baldwin. Oh, I, good on him. Yeah, well, that's right. It's not his fault. I mean, he's not the one who said... You have to play me. You yeah. have to make me sub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they just asked me to do it. He hey, said, all right, I'll do it. Mate, after watching that, I'm on I've been, I'm on the phone to say, do you student massage right now? Yeah. I hope not to get a field on boxing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm, book, I'm booking my course in. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll touch on Grand Baldwin a little more later on. That's just a, yeah. a little precursor. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, one one person I uh, one one thing uh, that uh, is annoying me and I'm sort of sick of hearing about it is um how the Australian cricket team now has the Booper support team. Yeah, yeah. they're just coaches. Yeah. So instead of um, Darren Lehman, Darren Lehman being the Australian cricket team head coach or Australian cricket team coach, he's a Booper head coach or something. Yeah, he's he's um he's referred to in Cricket Australia articles on their website as Darren Lehman. Booper support team head coach. Yeah, yeah, that, I've, I've read that as well. So who does he coach? The Australian cricket team or the support? Well, team? No, he coaches. I believe he's the head coach of the Booper support team. Yeah, that's that right. Way. <laughs> and um, there's another thing that came across my desk uh, talking about national uh, matters. Joe Burns is researching the West Indies on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> I read this. Unbelievable. Yes. What, what are the Booper support team doing if Joe Burns has to go? Away by himself to work out that Kemar Roach bowling at him yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. How does he bowl? What is his thinking? Oh, I thought he was talking from a geography point of view. <laughs> I just want to see like YouTube clips of the beaches in Barbados or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a holiday destination. Watching Kemar Roach run in and bowl, he has to go on YouTube. Because he got interviewed and he said, to be honest, I'm just going on. Oh, yes, oh, surely they do. Unbelievable. Oh, okay. So I just, I just thought he was, a, I thought he was a big fan of uh, World Series cricket and West Indies in pink pyjamas. Yeah. He was watching old footage from the 70s. He was actually re- researching mega fails on skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the West Indies. Yeah. And cats dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> West Indies cats dancing to get his kid by cucumbers. <laughs> what did you think of the day night test match, Ross? Yes. Oh, it was pretty good. I liked how it was on at night. That made it easier to watch. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's good. Yeah. That's the, the whole point of it. That's the consensus. <laughs> very boring answer there, Ross. Oh, yeah. oh. From a spectacle point of view, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, me too. Yes. yes. Um, as um, a, as a, just a mug punter watching it on television, I found yeah. the ball easy to pick up. And yeah. Even when we've been to the Sheffield Shield games with the pink ball, yeah. I've always found it pretty easy to see when I'm in the crowd. Exactly. So. I think there's a lot of hoo-ha about pink ball. There's actually nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, it did move around probably a bit too much for my taste in the night session. But again, you want a contest between that. I'd rather that yeah. than just go nude straight and yeah, exactly. people pile up 700. But the reality is, is the dude does the same thing all day, every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. That's getting into my theory about pink ball cricket, guys. It's pretty much exactly... As playing cricket in England. Yeah. yeah. The ball swings a lot, well, pretty much all the time. And when it got to that, when it gets dark and it starts to hoop around, which is around about the 70 over mark-ish of the day, 
that's when a normal Duke ball goes reverse. Yeah. So it's hard to bat in exactly yeah. the same time period that it's normally hard to bat when you're playing yeah. in day cricket. And the, the Kookaburra ball will reverse around about that time as well. So they probably didn't need to make the pitch more green. They probably could have left it a little bit more yeah. flat. But I think it was exactly the same as playing cricket in England. So it's mm-hmm. gonna, it's perfect. It wasn't scary. It wasn't that, nah. you know. Mm-hmm. And what it did show is the Australian bats will still have a long way to go to combat the swinging ball. Oh, yeah. You know, they've still got there's so much work to be done there for yeah. our batsmen to be able to take the game they yeah. play so well here, yeah. take it overseas and yeah, do so exactly. well, you know. Yeah. Well it's Marsh um batter quite well though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good run out in the first innings too. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually was a good run out. Yeah, <laughs> It's good to see he's now playing the ball under his eyes, as uh, Chris Rogers told him. Mm. Oh, Bucky. Yeah, that's right. He's 34 years old. You'd think you would have yeah. heard that before, yeah, playing exactly. so much <laughs> high-level cricket. Yeah. He could be coming at the ball really hard, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Your entire career. Yeah, just yeah. playing under your eyes. He couldn't hear his coaches over all the nepotism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was he wearing the flaps on his helmet, Ross? Uh, Did you get the chance to I'm, I'm not sure. I would assume he is up to standard. Yeah. Well, that'll be, he'll have to take that out of his test st- uh, stats then. Yeah, that would be to lower his average to about four, wouldn't it? Yeah, especially a serial offender with helmet-related Yeah, uh, that's right, yes. <laughs> They'll be scrutinising him heavily at the moment. They sure will. Um, one, one thing I did notice as I watched um, on Sunday night the exciting uh, finish to the match was that um, there's a bloke in a suit sitting in this in the um, players' viewing area, right in front and centre of the players' viewing area. Oh, just yeah. lackadaisically reclining... Just yeah, just, owns just, a joint style swagger yes. about him. Yep. So yeah, it was just, probably you know, sitting amongst the players, front and centre. Yeah. Surely this man's played cricket for Australia before. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. it was like Tubby or Heels or someone, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Like I actually got some, a researcher onto it, and they told me that it's the team manager, Grant Dover. Grant Dover? Is he Ben's brother? Oh. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. <laughs> I'm more of your high-level comedy dude. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I'm not sure why, why he's front and centre there. I have seen him around before, but just in Adelaide, he's definitely manning this mug on TV. Manager, you'd pop yourself up in the back side. Yeah. Grab a seat in the corner, pal. You know, yeah, exactly. you, you're lucky you think, to be you think, there. You think as the team manager, you just bugger off. Yeah. Like, but you think he'd have doing? things oh, to do, like update my cricket website. He won the test so he can sit in the <laughs> Like, spare me, come on. Oh, I've got Nathan his shirt so he can field. Oh, piss off, idiot. <laughs> See, I, I think I'd be more um, more willing to accept him if he wore one of those royal blue numbers. Yeah, instead that, of like that, a uh, suit. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing, because he stood out like dog balls yeah. in a suit. Yeah. And he's sort of reclining eye so over So he drew the eye. Yes. So if he's in, if he's in a polo, if he's in a yeah. polo, you just look at him and go, oh, "That's probably like I'm like young, hand off yeah. bloke, so that's no worry." Yeah. Because he had the suit on, he just and he was dead yeah. set, huh? Yeah. He just he, he, are we are we accusing that. old Grant of a bit of look at me type stuff? Oh, are we? definitely. Oh, oh yes, yeah. please. Yeah, I saw him in the Ashes Test as well, always front and centre. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, front and centre. It's a real me, me, me type. Uh, I think because he put, he put Pattinson on the plane, so he thought, I'm getting front yeah, and square here. Uh, yeah. I've earned my right uh, to be here. Exactly. He's yeah. the one who convinced Stoinis to buy his own ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Why did James Pattinson walk across the ground to go to the airport? Why couldn't he have gone out another exit? Is there only one exit at Adelaide Oval? But he had to. He signed an autograph, James Pattinson, as he left. 
Yes. I didn't even catch that. So he had to walk onto the field of play. No, he go... walked, you know, between the rope and the fence at, yeah. I don't know, uh, like when during the tea break or something, yeah. he walked around no, there, the signed an autograph, and then headed off to the airport. As the crow flies, yeah. mate. He was jumping fences and houses yeah. and stuff yeah. on the way to the airport. I'm just yeah. going, yeah. yeah. Bit of parkour action. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Now we move now to international cricket. And yeah. the India versus South Africa so test series yeah. rolls along. Yeah, South fun. Africa batting terribly. In, in, uh, India. So are they going mm. to lose their first test series, over, like away test series in like 12 years or something? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is that true? Yeah. 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 I, remember, I remember hearing yeah. that somewhere. They've been, they only ever, they lose at home to draw, Australia, yeah. so, but they draw a lot away, yeah. um, but they very rarely lose the test series away. Did you see that pitch, Ross? No, she was your sandpit arrangement, really. Yeah, using the term, oh, right. using the term pitch pretty loosely. <laughs> it was sort of like your long jump um, <laughs> <laughs> <just> rectangled <laughs> landing <laughs> sandpit thing. Well, yeah. when when um, Ashwin's deuce returns four foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bowls are uh, around his legs, you think there's got to be, you know, perhaps you could probably make it a little bit harder. Put some uh, surface stabilisation agent yeah, on how's it. The, um, how's the form on old uh, Ravi Shastri getting all upset and telling the Australian media who, because there were some articles written about it, obviously, because, you know, Australia, we have an interest in all things cricket, whether home or abroad. And he had a go at the reporters for reporting their opinions on the pitch, saying mm. they need to just worry about themselves and not worry about mm. Indian matters because it doesn't concern them. What yeah. is this communist Russia? Yeah. We can't have an opinion. <laughs> I just think I just think maybe he's officially become a member of the BCC. Oh, oh, I think that's, oh no, yeah. he's, he's, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. I think the issue with India is if they want to start winning away from home, yeah. like all good cricket teams should be aiming to do. Yeah. They're going to have to start preparing some better pitches at home to get themselves ready for this. Yeah. They come out here, they got no idea, except for like Virat Kohli, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But There's going to be one or two batters. Once, the, once we okay get them, Australia. once we get India five down yeah. in their lineup, yeah. the Thailanders just can't handle the pace. Yeah. They need to start well, getting a bit of practice. You saw it last time they had it. Was it four nil? Yeah. No, uh, uh, two nil at the moment. Four, yeah. four oh, nil sorry. before that. Yeah. 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 Pretty poor though. Yeah. Um, anyway, we move to now the ICC Test Team of 2015, which was announced during the week. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it was uh, Dave Warner and Alistair Cook opening, and Cook yeah, was captain. Yeah. Kane Williamson at three, Eunice yeah. Khan at four, Steve Smith at five, Joe Root at six. Yeah, six. Safraz, yeah, Safraz Ahmed of Pakistan is a wicketkeeper at seven. Yeah, right. And the bowlers were Broad, Bolt, Yassir Shah, the leg spinner from Pakistan, yeah, yeah. and Josh Hazel. Yeah, right. Josh. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised at Josh Hazel. He did, yeah. um, but he did, he figures, if you, I don't know, I'm guessing that is calendar year up until right now, mm-hmm. but he's, 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 uh, England figures are really good. Like yeah, his, his, his Ashes figures are really his good. His West Indies figures are unbelievable, too. Yeah, I think so, he took nearly 14 yeah. wickets in two tests. I think he's got five for on debut here. I believe yeah, this I time, this time well. last year at some stage. Yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got three fivers in his career, and his career is pretty much this year. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, the interesting one there was they went for six batsmen, a wicketkeeper, and four bowlers. No, all rounder. What's going on there? No, no. Every team ever has always had an number six. Yeah. Yeah. The bison is uh, fairly angry yeah. at that one because he probably wouldn't yeah. do either. <laughs> 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 batting average of thirteen or whatever, it is. <laughs> and his bowling average of about sixty. Yeah. 
Uh, we moved to the ODI team of 2015. Interestingly, there's no T20 team of the year. Oh, I, I think it's because it's shit. It's carnival cricket. <laughs> and they only play like five out of every one. Yeah, they should never yeah. have a T20 International. There's so many domestic comps yeah. going around. Never yeah, have exactly. it. They only have it for the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here's the lineup. Anyways, Tillicrate and Dilshan and Hashim Amla opening. Kumar Sangakara at three. AB Davilia's at four. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith at five. Ross Taylor at six. Ross Taylor. Trent Bolt at seven. Trent Bolt at seven. Mitchell Stark at nine, mm-hmm. Ustafaz Rahman from Bangladesh at yep. ten, and Imran Tahir of South Africa at eleven. <laughs> He's a good one day oh, old for some reason. Oh, <laughs> the, oh, I'd just say if you get Ross Taylor out, you're gonna run through the bottom half. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right, yeah. But what I love, like, and I know like we I'm clearly based on what we've seen this we haven't seen the best of him. How the hell did Trent Bolton both those sides? Yeah, well, I think he did have he's a good World Cup. Year, to be honest. So, he did, so yeah. he's just, he's just what? He's just, just aside from these he's, mentally, he's mentally feeble, so he can't play against the big brother. <laughs> Basically, also, yeah. but you check he out his World Cup. Us. Yeah, he did run through us in the World Cup yeah. over his there. His World Cup yeah. stats are pretty amazing. The in, only, in, only... in New Zealand. Uh, that game against us was in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. How did he go in the final when they lost to us? Oh, not great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did McCullum go throwing the game, though? So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Chris Cairns oh. for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't anymore. Innocent. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, but Latte's body has gone up. You're not innocent yet. I'm going to bring yeah. it to you. So it's still going. As a, as a podcast now on iTunes, Ross, sorry to steal your thunder. You're probably going to bring that yes. up later. Um, <laughs> can we be sued for slander? Oh, I think we need to say the word allegedly a lot. Oh, yeah. yes, that's what we use. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I do like how the ICC have put together their ODI team of 2015 and not bothered with an all-rounder. They've just gone, Trent Bolt, you're a number 11 batsman, you'll bat seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it strikes like an all-Australian team. Oh, yeah, I was about to uh, say Dan that. Yeah. you're a midfielder, but you'll be playing in the forward pocket because yeah. we've had so many midfielders do yeah. well this year, you know? Yes. Yes, it just doesn't make any sense because why would they bother naming it in any order? So they put it in sort of batting order yeah, and then Trent Bolt at seven. Why don't they just do it in alphabetical order? Mm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> order of age, yeah. height. Yes. Contributing yes, factors. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, well, let's uh, look at international cricket. We switch over now to uh, Alex's inbox. Okay, so a couple of weeks I haven't received anything. I've been kind of sad because no one wants to send me an email. Because you're boring. Slash letter. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, but I've got one here, a letter from Ethel Heathcote uh, from the greater city of Lord. She says, Dear Midoff Podcasters and Davey. <laughs> First, well, that's your ass, Ethel. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say I love the show. As an octogenarian, I'm usually complaining about Tuscan-style apartments and how there's too many roundabouts in the greater city of Lord. But in this case, I would like to complain about swearing. Your last episode was absolute filth. <laughs> you used the word McCullum at least 15 times from my count. I possibly could have missed some as I'm hard of hearing these days. In future, could you refrain from using swears? That would be much appreciated. And you would not lose this loyal listener. You're on your last chance. <laughs> Ethel Heathcote, oh, the, from the greatest city of Lord. P.S. How is Tip Madsley going in his quest to make the time that the talk he talks? <laughs> he seems to have been batting for a long time. Is he playing a timeless test? Yeah, he's starting to bat like Bucky Rogers at the moment, <laughs> isn't he? 
Yeah, he's certainly playing the long game. Yeah. Mm. yeah so, do we have a Tip Madsley update? Um, no, I haven't heard from him. No. Gone dark. Disappointing. <laughs> Yeah. I think he had an away game, didn't he? Wasn't he going to a wedding or something this weekend? Oh, really? Maybe. I'm just making up. I'm just trying to defend him. <laughs> and we've got, other than your inbox, Alex, we have no other listener feedback. So oh. that's, uh, that's a... Oh, I, got, I actually got a text message about swearing too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. That's a <laughs> totally coincidence that Ethel Heath kept yeah. writing about swearing too. Yeah. Oh. And it's, uh, and it's probably fair that I got the text message because I was 84. To 90% of <laughs> Alright, well, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, and Facebook, facebook.com slash Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Also Twitter, at Mid-Off Cricket, and on the inside the Crokenbush website, a fine website with many fine articles about Sheffield Shield cricket. And we're now also on iTunes. Woo-hoo! We yes. made it, guys. Yes. We made the big time. It was a we're tough there. journey, but we got there in the end. We got the right size pixel picture to <laughs> yeah. get it on iTunes. It took us, Very what, important. 12 weeks or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> we've got an upcoming event that could be uh, very um, interesting for everyone. We're going to be... Um, doing an historic live broadcast of the Big Bash League doubleheader on Sunday, December the 20th on yeah. Mixer. Cannot wait. Mm, we'll get all that stuff up on our Facebook page so you don't miss it. Um, we'll, we won't be doing ball-by-ball ball coverage, though. Instead, we'll be doing a continuous call of both matches. Essentially and, a live podcast. Yeah, <laughs> essentially us talking shit, really. Yes, yeah. and no doubt we'll fit in lots of discussion about our usual topics like Premier and keeping local cricket yeah. and inside club land while we're doing our continuous call. Not ball-by-ball, ball, very important. Yeah. Anyway, until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening.